0: Hey everyone, I'm Lena Abitjamra and I want to welcome you to another week of our podcast. I'm in Chicago, Illinois and I am uh, Living With Power Ministries. This is the podcast of uh, Living With Power and if you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're new, uh, hi, we're happy to that you logged in. I don't know how you heard about us. Maybe you saw us on Facebook or Twitter and maybe you were riveted by the hashtag or that line uh, that... Uh, Uh, advertise what we're going to talk about today. We're in a series called Difficult Conversations, and today we're talking about Christians and Donald Trump. (laughs) <laughs> Some of you are like, I don't want to hear a thing about this, but yet you couldn't help yourself. It's like watching a crashing train. You're just like, I am watching this, even though I hate to talk about it. I'm one of those people. I'll, I'll just preface it with that and just been praying that God will give me the wisdom to handle this with grace. A uh, lot of emotion. In fact, it, it's funny. I'm in this series called Difficult Conversations. And I've, I've kind of done, done the obvious. We talked about Christians and politics, Christians and the LGBTQ movement. We talked about Christians and racism. We've talked about a lot of big topics. And last week we did Christians and uh, Syrian refugees. And so I was kind of uh, picking on my friend. I said, hey, what can I talk about? I want something controversial. And she uh, hit the nail on the head. She hit the jackpot. She said, talk about Donald Trump. And I think uh, it is very, very wise to do that because he is in the news all the stinking time right now and um i am a hundred percent convinced that you're listening to this and you have a strong opinion on him one way or the other that's just the way it is he is a a strong domineering force in our in our culture right now and the way that he's handled himself is just uh um, caused a lot of controversy so Uh, This is a great topic to talk about because we're Christians, followers of Jesus Christ. And so surely God has something to say about him, about Donald Trump, about leaders, about leaders like him. And how are we supposed to handle him? And uh, lest you think that we're going to spend the podcast going through all of Donald Trump's idiosyncrasies, you are wrong. What I want to do is really address how we as followers of Jesus can handle a situation where, by the way, our church, our church meaning the evangelical church, meaning the global or really the western church is 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 dealing with Donald Trump there's a huge rift happening there's a big division some of you listening are huge Trump fans and uh, the other half doesn't understand it, and the other half is uh, totally anti-Trump. And of course, those of you who support Trump cannot understand them, and and you're uh, constantly accusing each other of being the Antichrist at this point. And so the argument is no longer about Donald Trump, but it's about against each other. And this is uh, concerning uh, to us as Christians on many many fronts. I think we're um, we're 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 losing our voice and losing ground in our debates over these types of controversial issues. So I think I, that my heart in doing the series is to step back from it all and give you just some pointers to handle these issues without making strong uh, political opinions on any of this. Because as you know from listening to the Christians and, and Politics podcast, I, uh, I don't want to engage politics per se. I want to engage people and I want to engage issues. So let me give you five thoughts on Christians and Donald Trump. Here's Number one, good decisions don't excuse bad manners. Good decisions don't excuse don't excuse bad manners. Uh, remember, I'm going to talk to both sides of this, so I'm not really telling you that I think he has good decisions. I think some of his decisions uh, might be good in some respect, uh, but but I, I I honestly I'll be very upfront with you. and tell you, I've tried to avoid listening to the details of the news uh, because I can't handle it anymore. But I want to focus on this concept that that when a human makes good decisions, it doesn't matter how great they are when they come at them with bad manners, you've lost me. You haven't just lost me, you've lost the world. You've lost the respect of the world. You've lost the ears of the world. You've lost the battle. And unfortunately, I believe that this has been Donald Trump's greatest mistake. And and I don't care you know, who you are listening to this podcast. I think anyone who has had the opportunity to watch Donald Trump engaged with the public has to, in good intellectual and good conscience, say, man, this guy has bad manners. That is a fact. If I treat my patients, if I treat my people, I am a pediatric ER doctor. If I walk into a room and I treat my patients, or if I handle my staff in the ER the way that Donald Trump has managed people in the United States, I'm telling you the truth, I would be fired. I would be put in some serious reprobate program. I would have to account for my manners. There's such a thing as accountability. I'm in the medical field, so I really understand this. There was a time when surgeons, man, they would just be like, they were so good at their practice and they were so talented and there were so few of them that they felt there was a time about 30, 40 years ago and more than that, where surgeons felt that because they were so good at their job, they could treat people with disdain and disrespect. And so everyone used to hear about these surgeons that would take the instruments in the OR and throw them at the staff and get up in arms about it. And you know what? It didn't work. After years of fighting these battles, now I'm telling you, the, uh, the OR is a different field. There's still jerks out there, but but they're held accountable. And if every you know, practice in this world has understood that, for Donald Trump to be the president of the United States and not understand that you cannot let your mouth run on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, I guess, is his main platform of, of conversation. But but if you cannot understand good manners, now some of you are listening to me and saying, man, this is what got him elected. I don't know what got him elected. I just know that, that, that he has gotten carried away with bad manners. And if I heard my three-year-old nephew Treat people the way that Donald Trump talks to people, I would say this. In fact, I was at my sister's house when this sentence came to me. My nephew did something he shouldn't do. And I said to my sister, Man, good decisions don't excuse bad manners. And right away I thought of Donald Trump. And so that is the first sort of foundational sentence that I want to leave you with Good decisions do not excuse bad manners. great people lose credibility the minute they open their mouth and treat people with disregard and with disdain and honestly i'll be very frank with you that is where donald trump has lost me i cannot understand a man of his nature i cannot swallow it i cannot hear it i would not let a pastor talk to me this way i would not let my father talk to me this way i would not marry a man who talked to me this way i would not let my child talk to me this way it's just this is unacceptable in my humble opinion in this society And so with all due respect to Mr. Trump, stop that, stop that. And you would have so much more credibility. That is number one. Here's number two. This is now I'm going to speak to the other side of this equation. Number two, vicious attack does not excuse good arguments. Vicious attack does not excuse good arguments. Now, granted, I know I spent three minutes telling you why I think Donald Trump's manners are bad that was not meant to be a vicious attack. I actually think some of the decisions that Donald Trump is trying to make are actually not bad decisions. I actually think some of the people he's picked, I love his choice of Supreme Court justice. I pray, I pray that this man would get elected. I have followed that and I pray that. And so some of you on the other side, the I guess you could call it the liberal side, the democratic side, the non-Trump voting side, what you have resorted to sadly is a vicious attack of this man. And I'm telling you, you sometimes have good arguments, but no one can hear you for the same reason that we cannot hear Donald Trump. You see how you've become, you've stooped to that level when you resort to vicious attack. Freedom, my nephew told me this sentence, my other nephew, my 12 year old, such wisdom from kids. He said to me, listen, Lena, freedom is not saying whatever you wanna say, whenever you wanna say it and however you want to. That is not freedom. You cannot do that. We are not living in a world... You might think, man, if you're on a podcast, you're trying to do that. No, with all due respect, I'm not. I'm very cognizant and very sensitive of who's listening. And I'm telling you, both sides have lost in this. The minute you use your freedom to say what you want, whenever you want to, however you want to, you have lost half of the population, if not more. You are preaching to your choir. The people who already agree with you are listening to you, but nobody else is. And we as followers of Jesus Christ, we as Christians... Our goal in life is to influence people for the kingdom of God. It's to influence. And by the way, the the, the currency of that influence, do you want to know what it is? It is a four-letter word called love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is our currency. It's love. It's not vicious attack. If you're a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, and you hate Donald Trump, and you've been attacking him and writing stuff about him and, and all the vitriol, and man, you've lost me because I, I can't hear that stuff just like I can't hear Donald Trump rant and rage like a maniac. And so, both sides, good decisions don't excuse bad manners, and vicious attack doesn't excuse. Good arguments arguing by the way when it comes to argument here's a sentence arguing issues always trumps attacking people arguing issues always trumps attacking people I think honestly the times when I've been able to engage with people on social media and not even just engage to listen the times when I've been able to click on an article and read it and process it has been when people have stepped back from attacking humans and they've taken the issues and they've made a compelling argument for why they believe what they believe. That, my friend, is public discourse and engagement. That right there is something that everyone wants to be a part of. When you're no longer saying that I hate the liberals, boy, I can't stand the conservatives, you step away from that and you say, here's why the issue of abortion is wrong or right or this or that, you understand what I'm saying. When you take your point of view and you say, here's what the Bible teaches on this topic. Here's why we should ought to follow this person with that issue, or, or why this Supreme Court justice is a good choice, etc. You get what I'm saying, okay, enough. Number three, let's just keep moving on. My goal is to keep this podcast at 15 minutes, so if you don't mind, let's, let's keep going. Number three, listen up. Blind allegiance to anything and anyone outside of Jesus Christ does not exemplify true godliness. I'm gonna read it again. Blind allegiance to anything and anyone aside from God or outside of Jesus Christ, does not exemplify true godliness. If you're a follower of Jesus, again, this podcast, I'm really my heart in these difficult conversations is to the Christians, those who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. If you're not one of those, and you're listening in, welcome, we love you. Jesus died for you, he wants you to be a follower, This isn't like we're not trying to hide that fact. You're invited into the kingdom of God. There's no like secret strategy. Maybe they'll hear about Jesus. No, the invitation is open. You can come to Jesus. He died for you. He wants you. His arms are wide open. So if you're not following him, you can tell him right now, man, I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. I need your death on the cross to atone for my sin. If you want to do that, you can do that right now. Close your eyes and pray. But if you're a follower of Jesus and you're listening to this podcast, I'm telling you this my heart. I'm sharing my heart with passion with you because I believe we have an opportunity right now to be light shining in a dark world. Instead, we're fighting amongst each others. We're, we're constantly disunified. There's divisions in the churches. We're avoiding talking about things that matter because we don't know how to do it. We cannot engage in a godly fashion. And one of the ways that we have lost our witness is in this issue, blind allegiance. It's like we just become party people. I am Republican matter what or I am a liberal no matter what and we cannot think clearly on the issues. None of us, frankly, who follow Jesus can be part of any party outside of God. And that you might vote some years this, some years that, so that you might identify that, you know, I have more in common with this or that. But but if you have a blind allegiance to a person, if you're listening to this podcast and like man, Lena's lost her marbles, Donald Trump is the best thing since life spread. If that's you and you're listening and you cannot even step away from that and understand that you can you can share some opinions with Trump, but not all. That you can share some opinions liberals, but not all. But ultimately, what we share in common is God's word, is Christ's love, is the truth of who he is and what the Spirit can do in our life, who God is, what the Spirit can do in our life. That is what our allegiance to. That is it right there. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is our allegiance. It's not... The stuff of this world. If you want to be truly godly, you step away, you separate from these ridiculous, contentious arguments, and you you focus. You know, you argue issues. You trump, which Trump's attacking people. By the way, that is a sentence that was intentionally a pun. Arguing issues always Trump's attacking people. Okay, number. Let me repeat the three sentences and then give you two more. Good decisions don't excuse bad manners. Number two, vicious attack doesn't excuse good arguments. Number three, blind allegiance to anything and anyone aside from God does not exemplify true godliness. And number four, listen, silence as a temporary strategy does not imply agreement. Silence as a temporary strategy does not imply agreement. I have noticed something right now in 2017 that there is a pressure for anyone and everyone to say something always. It doesn't matter if you know a thing about anything, we are pressured to get on facebook i see christians say if you don't say something you're not godly i d- respectfully disagree i hear christians leaders in christian circles leaders i admire who say you gotta engage in politics this is our opportunity men women who say this i respectfully disagree there's a time to speak and there's a time to be quiet and there are times when many of us ought to be silent rather than shove our opinions down someone's throat honestly even this podcast i'm purposefully gonna close it out in the next 30 seconds or a minute because that's all anyone needs to hear from me 15 minutes tops because silence does not imply agreement if you don't say something about something doesn't mean you agree with it there's this notion now that if you don't speak out all the time about everything that means you must agree with it that's baloney that's malarkey sometimes silence is time to process Time to think, time to pray, and time to formulate opinions. So if you're one of those people who has chosen to be silent, my hat is off to you. May God give you the wisdom and the strength to know what to say and when to say it, and may may we follow your example in choosing our words wisely. The Bible has so much to say about weighing our words carefully. Last point, and I'm done. We're talking about Christians and Donald Trump. Good decisions don't excuse bad manners. Vicious attack doesn't excuse good arguments. Blind allegiance to anything aside from God doesn't exemplify godliness. Silence as a temporary strategy does not imply agreement. And lastly, praying for your leaders no matter who they are and what they believe does not condone their actions. Praying for leaders no matter who they are and what they believe does not condone their actions. Listen, I am convinced that the biggest gift we can give our country And our world today is to pray for our leaders. Listen, I don't care if you love him or hate him. I don't care if you love his vice president or hate him. I don't care if you love someone from the opposing side, if you're a Republican and hate him on the liberal side. There are men and women sitting in Congress right now and in the Senate who desperately need our prayers. I think about it, I googled some verses to tell you, Romans 13, one through seven, um, I think, I think honestly, First Peter 2, 13 through 17 is amazing. I think the best, probably I'll read First Timothy 2, 1 through 3. It says, First of all, men, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may ha- lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. That's right there what Paul says. First of all, not second, not third, but first of all, I urge... I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high position. Listen, we have a responsibility as Christians. We are to be salt, we are to be light, but mostly we are, first of all, to pray for our leaders. And listen, if there's ever been a time when our leaders desperately need our prayers, it is now. All our leaders, not the one man in the White House, but all of them, our president, our vice president, president, The House, the Supreme Court Justices, the Congress, the Senators, the Mayors. I live in Chicago. Our city needs prayer. Our leaders in my city need prayer. Our pastors need prayer. I mean, we are living in a time when we need to be speaking less and praying more. So uh, having said that, I'm going to end this podcast. Christians and Donald Trump, if you're listening and have a strong opinion, I can't imagine you wouldn't have a strong opinion after this podcast, shoot me an email lina l-i-n-a at livingwithpower.org livingwithpower.org remember donald trump needs the lord he is our president he has shown some poor character he is getting some things done he craves controversy but i go back to the first point he desperately needs the lord and he needs our prayers so join me as we close this podcast with prayer which i think is very fitting god You, Father, are the king of this world. We believe it, we know it, and for a while now, you're waiting to come back and reign over this world. And Father, until you do, I ask that you would burn our hearts with a passion to make your son Jesus known. I ask that our lives would be so consistent with the scripture that our hearts would overflow with so much love. Father, that we would not be sidetracked by politics, but we would get on our knees as brothers and sisters in Christ. Father, some of us liberals, some of us conservative, some of us black, some of us white, some of us men, some of us women, Father, but that we would come on our knees together. One church, Father, no matter our denomination, no matter where we worship you in our local church, but one church who has accepted Christ in our hearts who are considered your children through Jesus sacrifice on the blood on the cross father we come together and pray for our leaders we pray for our country we pray for those in charge of the rule and the peace of our nation god I beg you to give them wisdom and to soften their hearts towards you. I pray for Donald Trump's salvation. I ask that you would remove the veil over his eyes. I pray that you would soften his heart, that you would use the Christians that are around him to cause him to know the truth of who you are. And Father, that even he would be a vessel in your hands and that you would guide him to make decisions that are in line with what you have for us. And Father, for those who are struggling with his rule, I beg you, Father, to give them peace, I ask that you give them discernment. I pray that their voices would be heard, but that they would be heard in a way that is honoring to you. And God, I ask that we would be open-minded to be able to listen and love to those we do not agree with. I invite those who do not agree with me, Father, to engage in conversation, ultimately with one goal, to know the true God, the truth of who you are. So, Jesus, we thank you that you died for us. We thank you that you are our Savior. And we thank you that this is not the end, that there will come a day where we, we will be following you, you, the ruler of this world and this universe. Father, we long for this day, and we ask that you give us endurance until the time comes when we see you face to face. So thank you for who you are. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, it's been great being with you. All right, I'll lie, 20 minutes, but I'm gonna do it under 20 minutes. You have a great week. Be in touch, Lena at livingwithpower.org. See you next week.